Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, everybody. Thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto Show. Just a quick word before we start about podcast ads. Did you know that every time you download the Sun Ranto Show and there are ads on the show like you just did, that I get a penny? One penny. Well, that's not enough to keep the lights on here at the Sun Ranto Podcast. So if you enjoy the show, I'm just going to ask you, could you make that penny a dollar and join us at patreon.com slash sunranto? Just a dollar. One dollar a month. That's all we ask. You can pay all at once, and then it's only like $11 because there's a discount. You get all sorts of perks. You get to join the Sun Ranto Super Ranters, where I do post games uh, oftentimes. Uh, you can get all the music. You can get a Sun Ranto calendar. Uh, you can buy us tickets and beer and uh, pay for StreamYard and for batteries and tickets and um, advertising and headphones. And plus, 10% of all the money that gets pooled together from our Patreon goes straight to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and build our damn community. So please make that penny a dollar and stop downloading this version of the show where I'm getting ripped off and your time's getting wasted and my time's getting wasted. It sucks. But if Patreon was cooking, I wouldn't do this. So patreon.com slash sunranto and do us a solid. Turn that penny into a buck. Here's the show. Hey, party people. I mean, Michael Cotton. How you doing? I'm a party people, for sure. It's a, uh, you know, it's day drinking, day baseball. We're getting ready for the game coming up, even though that's not what we're talking about today. No, no, we got the Dodgers on tap, and unfortunately, we have the Dodgers coming to Wrigley Field, and unfortunately for the Chicago Cubs, the Dodgers are a really great baseball team, but... Instead of talking about the ways in which the Dodgers are going to kick our ass to start off this show, um, we're going to bring out an old friend of ours, an old friend of the show. And and here's what's funny. I'm going to put up a picture real quick. Um, and this is me and a guy named Jarrett Corson. I think he's probably about 12 or 13 years old there. We're at Dodger Stadium. This is back in 2014. And, um, well, guess guess what, everybody? He's now uh, a pitcher who hits 90-plus on the gun. He has uses the hashtag pitchers who rake. He's a, a top prospect. He's going to baseball school, basically, and he's trying to work his way to the major leagues. And he's was, at the time, as a kid, a Dodgers fan, but I asked him to come on this Dodgers preview in order to not only preview the Dodgers series because he knows a lot about baseball. He lives out in the Los Angeles area, but also – 
to tell us what's going on with his career. So without further ado, um, here's our old friend, Jared Corson. Come on down. You're the next contestant on the Sun Ranto Show, where there's no prizes. <laughs> what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. So let me ask you, how old are you in this picture here? 13, Man, 12? I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I'd have to say probably about 13. Yeah, and so this was uh, at Dodger Stadium. We went with – now tell me the answer because I know that Lyle Aker introduced us through Stephanie Ruby. And how, are you related to Stephanie? Is that how that works? Yeah, she's she's my second cousin. And okay. then she and – I think she and Holly are cousins and just kind of worked out. Yeah, ah. and Holly is Lyle's wife, and Lyle uh, was on the Sun Ranto show for pretty much all the years except for like this year <laughs> so far. Yeah. And, uh, because he moved out to me. Everybody who's listening to this knows uh, who Lyle is and, and everything. So that's how we all got together. We all went out to the game with my friend Johnny and his ex girlfriend, and and uh, so and and people who listen to the podcast know about Johnny, and because uh, he does all. He's a Nationals fan, so we have him on for all our Nationals previews and stuff. But thanks for coming on, Jarrett. And here's another picture I want to put up real quick. You and uh, I don't know if you know this picture exists. You and Luis Valbuena. Yeah, R- I think you R- went R- deep. deep. Twice that day? Yeah, did he really? <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he died in the Dominican Republic uh, a couple years back. Very sad. Because he came out and played for the Angels. Wasn't he playing? Was he playing yeah. for the Angels when he died? I think so. And then, hmm. here's a famous Cub. Um, who, who Controversial famous Cub. You and good old <laughs> Edwin Jackson. And... Um, he was like kind of the epitome of the the Cubs sucking for those years of just and it's yeah. so sad because he's such a nice guy. Uh, he took some time with you, I remember that day, and to take the picture and stuff, and also like talk to you a little bit. But um, do you have any memories of that day, or I mean, besides Luis Valbuena? Yeah, I mean, obviously that? he knew Luis Valbuena when yeah, yeah. yard twice. Did yeah, Edwin I mean, Jackson pitch that game? I don't know if he pitched that game, but he either pitched that day or the day before. Because I remember after the game, we were talking about, I think he threw like five or six. So, oh, okay. So, and five now, or six, that was a good outing for him then. Yeah, I know. Back, back then, he was struggling <laughs> yeah. to get through five and six. So, and now, okay, you've, you're all grown up. You're what, 20 years old? 19. 19, and you're at school at a place called Claremont McKenna as a baseball prospect trying to get yourself positioned to be a draftee in, what, the 2023 draft? Was that that how that works or sooner than that? Uh, I'm just trying to throw as hard as I can and then, you know, let everything else fall where it may. And how hard is that? Right. uh, Last week I got to 91. So oh, wow. hopefully, you know, yeah. That'd be the fastest guy on the Cubs if you came and played for us. We got, <laughs> yeah. We got Zach Davies. We got, uh, yep. you know, Kyle Hendricks. Like, those guys don't throw hard like that. So are you a finesse pitcher like they are or, you know, like a lot of off-speed curveballs kind of thing? Like, because you're not – because, you know, the speed I mean, dudes are hitting like 99, like on the regs yeah. now. So what's what does that look like and how do you use your – um 91 to your advantage, like let's say uh, Kyle Hendricks, although it hasn't been working out this year, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what is, uh, what's I mean, it like? I'm, I, I'm, I know how to pitch, you know, I don't, 
I'm not really a thrower. Um, I've never this year I've, I've kind of, I've jumped about three, four miles an hour. I've been working with, um, working with, uh, these some remote trainers for the past nine months. Um, so that's, you know, I've seen it, seen a pretty big jump there, but I mean, I was, you know, kind of mid eighties basically in the game, getting up to get it up to high eighties sometimes. But so, you know, I, I locate in and out pretty well. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to talk myself up too much, but I, you have I, to I locate, That's I locate well. <laughs> yeah. I locate well, change up is my best pitch. And then, uh, you know, I'll throw the slider in there sometimes and get me over curveball every once in a while. The Sun Ranto show is brought to you by take line sports culture takes take line has it all. Take Line is a weekly podcast hosted by Emmy winner Jason Concepcion and former WNBA champ Renee Montgomery. That's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that run both on and off the court. Follow now to hear Take Line every Tuesday, wherever you get your pods. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by the Locker Room app. If you don't have the Locker Room app, uh, please do yourself a favor. If you have an iPhone, because it's only on the iOS store, go to the App Store and download it right now. Because every single Tuesday night, Michael, myself, and Crawley... We'll be doing a show there at 6 p.m. Central, um, if you follow, at Sunranto, about a different topic about Cubs baseball. We've already talked about Cubs players that uh, we didn't really like in the past. We also talked about uh, our most memorable days at Wrigley. And here's the most exciting thing. You can participate. So it's a real-time audio platform, um, and you can come and join us and have a discussion with us and take the stage yourself. It's a lot of fun. And uh, so download it, Locker Room, on the iOS App Store. Follow at Sunranto Show and uh, join us every Tuesday at 6. It is that simple. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show along with Take Line, the new basketball podcast. Back to the show. So for the podcast listeners, I'm showing some video right now of Jared pitching. And uh, I'm going to share another one, too. Um, so I, I never know what I'm looking at with well, these videos. It, just, it, just so they know, explain the video a little bit. He's he's throwing, and then somebody keeps – whoever's filming brings up the radar reading that's telling us it's 91. Yeah, and yeah. it's also really windy where you are, too. And they're, they're, here you are hitting oh, yeah. 90. Here you are hitting 90. and um, But that's now, 90 with a batter there. That's a little bit different than – the one before there was nobody, yeah. right? So when scouts uh, the look one at before this... there was there's still somebody there, but oh, um, oh that was just was, yeah. you know this this was against this was against the uh, I was just going to throw to guys in my high school. The other one was kind of just to throw it together on a Sunday. Had one or two hitters come out. So here's my question uh, to you: uh, the last year, the two years have uh, well year and change has been pretty messed up. With COVID yep. and you know everything you were doing, uh, you're right in the prime of you know moving your trajectory forward. 
Uh, how was this last year for you in um, training and, you know, college, I assume, got shut down. It's California. had a lot of cases out there. Um, how were you able yep. to train? Uh, so right after our season in 2020, in the spring of 2020 ended, which was about in, you know, mid to late March, uh, just went home and then in those first, that first week or two, right after it happened, I was still able to go and train at my gym. Um, I go to, I don't, I go to like a baseball training facility. So it's not like a, you know, 24 hour fitness or something like that. Um, but then that was, that was closed for a couple of weeks too. So I was lifting here in our living room and outside, um, with whatever, whatever we had. And then a couple of weeks later, it was, I was able to go back to our gym starting in probably like May. It was just me and one, two other guys, um, that were in there. So, you know, I've been able to, I've been able to go in there and lift and throw whenever I needed to. And then probably in about July, I started training with the guys I'm training with now. So, I mean, we cover all, all, all my throwing and my lifting and, you know, my warm ups, pre-throw, uh, plyo balls, you know, the driveline stuff that you see Trevor Bauer doing guys like that all that's tied together and it's, um, you know, my lifting will correlate with, you know, what I'm the kind of throwing I'm doing that week, or if I'm going live or throwing bullpens at pretty high intensity, then, you know, that'll, I'll be able to see that in my lifting and the plyos I do beforehand and, you know, et cetera, whatnot. Now you also consider yourself a hitter. You play some outfield still too. No, I, unfortunately I don't, but I do rake. I do rake. That's a fact. Yeah, pitchers do rake. That's what we like. That's, so that's right. So I take it. Uh, obviously, you grew up a, a Dodgers fan. You you say you're not so into a specific team anymore, but you seem to be an NL guy. Then, uh, I I honestly I don't have any preference. I'll go watch any game you put in front of me. You know, if I'll go watch the Tigers and Tigers in the I don't know. And the Royals, the Royals, if you yeah. want, with and they're both throwing, they're both throwing bullpen games. I mean, if a, if a guy, if a guy comes out of the bullpen in his first ever outing, you know, called up from Double A that day, I can appreciate when he walks the first guy, then comes back, first pitch to the next batter, and throws a you know front door two seam to Juan Soto or something, or you know, if uh, so you're, if Whitmer feels up there. At- you're, you're more into the technical aspect of the game and how things work and what's going on than you are into the the fan sort of thing that Danny and I are just like, you know, go Cubs, fuck everybody yeah. else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we just basically so, root for, for, for what clothes you wear. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Jerry, yeah. if you ever make it to the majors like uh, and, and you're a Dodger or something like that, I'm going to boo the hell out of you. Like, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. that yeah. I know you and you're my friend and stuff. It doesn't. It won't matter. Like, if, But if you're a Cub, I'll cheer you. Like, and it might even be, like, the next week that you got traded over or something <laughs> like that. It wouldn't matter. Just matters yeah. what, what clothes you're wearing. That's all that matters to us. Um. And I have a question about that, you know, the kind of uh, the training you're doing as far as the drive line and all that stuff. It is it 
the kind of situation now that if you don't do all that kind of computerized, hooking yourself up to electrodes, pitch lab kind of stuff, that you are so far behind where Major League Baseball is that it makes it much more difficult. So like a person that doesn't have access to that kind of training facility or, um, you, you know, the electrodes and the, the to learn the spin rate and the, you know, where to grab the ball. Yeah. Uh, now, are there is there now like this new two tiered sort of system when it comes to pitching um, that you're seeing, like people with natural talent are maybe getting left behind because they're not training in those fashions? Um, so I mean, I can speak for the kind of high school level going to college and, and you know possibly getting drafted, but the natural talent, those guys are still the ones sought after in uh, in high school. You know, there is, I mean, I played a guy once at a, you know, perfect game tournament in Arizona. And I think we ended up knocking him out in the third or fourth, put up like seven or eight runs. But he was, he was 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he threw probably low to mid 80s. Uh, we bunted three times in a row. And all three times <laughs> he fell down trying to pick the ball up. Oh, so wow. just, but just off of the fact that he was 6'4", he, uh, he ended up going to St. Mary's. Uh, Division one school up in Northern California, so there's there's sometimes like that. If you if you got a guy that's six five six six and can get up to mid eighties, uh, it's almost a guarantee they're going to get drafted, get you know signed to a to a high level D one or something like that. So just just off of those physical characteristics, a lot of times uh, you know you'll see guys just get pegged as uh, like projectable just off of those. Right. So, well, I mean, so now you've been going through this for a few years. Obviously, uh, you were a prospect or not a prospect, but you were uh, you were on some lists when you were in high school. And then now you're at Claremont McKenna. Uh, What's the process of like for you and what you know about what other people go through of deciding whether you want to take a chance on the draft or you want to go to a Claremont McKenna versus try to go to San Diego state or something like that. Like the differences between those choices that I, I assume you would know about even if you didn't have to make those specific choices. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't, I wasn't anywhere close to getting drafted out of high school. Um, but uh, with, uh, you know, with the, with baseball draft is a little bit different in the sense that you don't like in NFL and MLB and uh, excuse me, NBA, you enter the draft, right? Like you say, okay, I'm entering the draft. You'll see, you know, Trevor Lawrence after, after they lost to Ohio state, like a week later announced he was entering the, the draft. But in baseball, you like, you can get drafted. I could have gotten drafted out of high school, but then if I didn't sign, then I don't know exactly what it is, but I think it's like two or three years that you can't get drafted again. So, I mean, you guys have heard it, it, of Kumar Rocker at it, Vanderbilt? Right. I think it's one full year if you decide to okay. not sign. To not sign? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, Kumar Rocker, do you guys know? Uh, no. From Vanderbilt? No. Uh, he's a junior, I think, now. But he's just absolutely name. dominant. He'll probably be – yeah. He was, a, he was a linebacker in high school as well. Uh, I think he was top two, top two high school prospect. But he's just tearing it up. He'll either be the number one or number two pick this year. Likely, he but he was ninth, out of high school and didn't sign. 
19 strikeout no hitter in the 2019 NCAA yeah. Super something. Yeah, as a freshman. Oh my. Wow. All right. Well, in an elimination game. Yeah. yeah. In an elimination uh, so, game, he pitched a 19 yeah. strikeout no hitter. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> wow. All right. All right okay. So, I mean, so what's kind of the difference in the, in the college direction? So you're going – uh, working towards hopefully, you know, someday getting in, getting draft worthy to come. So do they just, once you're at a certain level, they can just draft you. You're not, because like you say, you're not entering the draft. They just, they see that you play for, uh, you know, McKenna, McKenna here. And they're just like, Oh, we'll, we'll grab that guy and see what he thinks. Yeah. So like if I, if tomorrow I went out and, Sat ninety eight, uh, maybe I'd get drafted in June. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not going to go out and sit ninety eight tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, so. you, well, you need to have Tommy John first. The, 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 maybe. Key is, the key is Tommy John. Every once you get Tommy John, you do the two years, you build it back, and it's much better. Because I, I don't know what it is about that, but it seems. And Theo Epstein, if he man it gets back into uh you know uh being a president of a team uh he would definitely draft you because that's all he took that's all he's like did the guy have tj all right get him over here cubs love let's rehab this guy um maybe i'll try that out on my left arm yeah yeah just try it out see if it works out (laughs) hell if if you threw with your left hand jared i mean it would be a lot easier for you you know what i mean because that's that's, really the key sure so, um, well, that's all uh, really interesting. Now, how, what do you think your chances are from Claremont McKenna? Like, what would you have to get? If you, do you think you, if you hit 93 or something like that, you got 91, if you hit 93, does that, like, put you in certain conversations now? Of Like, if you're having success pitching at Claremont? Uh, so, we are in 97. D3 school. Yeah, I mean, we're a D3 school, so – it's not like I could go out and kind of be sitting low nineties. And then if I just have success, like if you saw a guy at, I don't know, Oregon state go, you know, go out and sit low nineties and just carve up hitters all day, then that guy's probably going to get some looks. But for me, obviously the competition and the, you know, the sky isn't as good as the competition in the pack 12. Mm-hmm. So if I go out there and sit 93 and carve hitters up, it's not kind of the same as doing that in the Pac-12 or the SEC or something like that. So, I mean, you know, mid-90s, if I can get to, if I can get there, then I think you just got to kind of get to a point where there's no, like, there's no excuse. You know what I mean? So are you trying to work uh, your time at Claremont into a, you know, a larger school to keep this thing going? Yeah. So that's, that's another thing I've definitely considered because, I'm finishing up my sophomore year in school now, but I have used zero years of eligibility. So next year I'll be a third year freshman. So once I graduate, once I graduate, I'll still have two years left to play. So, you know, I could go to grad school somewhere and, um, you know, maybe, you know, continue with, uh, with economics or statistics or do law school possibly, and then play another two years. Um, so, you know, if I'm, uh, if I can keep, you know, keep adding a few, a uh, few ticks on my velo, then maybe I'll be able to get into one of those, uh, one, you know, one of those power five schools or, 
Um, maybe I'll, you know, just stay at Claremont. Who knows? Right. Well, I'll tell you, I was a third year freshman too, but that was mostly because of drinking and I couldn't get the credits. <laughs> and, so, and so eventually yeah. I just, eventually I just dropped out and uh, joined and joined the circus. So that, that's what, that's what brought, that's what brought me here in my 47 yeah. years on the planet. And let me tell you, don't do not follow this path, Jared. Um, it, <laughs> But I, I remember back when you were a kid, uh, you kind of we went up into the broadcast booth where uh, Vin Scully, you know, famed uh, Dodgers broadcaster, yep. would broadcast. It was broadcasting from that very day, and um, it, your kind of goal at that time was maybe to get into a little bit of that, a little bit of broadcasting. Is that still an interest of yours? Yeah, I mean, I think my interest has always kind of been uh, not necessarily as like the the play by play guy but more of the, more of the analyst. Um, I mean, like one, I can't stand when I'm sitting here at home watching Sunday night baseball, listening to A-Rod, that guy. <laughs> oh God. Like, you're. <laughs> yeah. We're I'll, all I'll with be you. Here. And none of us know what you know, and we're all with you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting here like talking to my mom and I can't remember exactly what it was, but oh man, yeah. it was the, it was the Dodgers Padres game last week or two weeks ago and he was saying something and I was just, I was like, that's completely wrong. Like there's no reason that what he says should like, should actually be done. That he would called, just be stupid. He called Albert Almora fast on numerous occasions, uh, numerous occasions. And, and, and it, he's not like, we all as cup fans, like, you know, especially if you watch a team a bunch yeah. and then if somebody's making a claim, you're like, Oh, you know, there's a, uh, you know, like there's Zach, Zach Davies with his power fastball. And you're like, what? You know, like, yeah. oh no, he'll, he'll fool it. Don't, you know, he sits 89, yeah. but it looks like 95. You're like, it does. Like, I don't think so. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> always just like, it looks like 89 to me. Yeah. yeah. He's always, <laughs> right. he's, he's always saying dumb ass shit like that. Um, well, really thanks for it's like sharing all that information. I mean, it's, it's stuff that I think that we don't consider as major league baseball fans, how many dudes are like down there grinding and like trying to get somewhere and oh, make yeah. it happen. And, and, and I know, you know, being from California where it's very competitive, you know, there's a lot of places that ball players come out of California, the Dominican Republic, Texas, and yeah. Florida. And those, yep. and because you can play year round. So if you got, if that's your dream, you go to one of those four places and you pay a lot of money trying yep. to, to try to make it happen. Like, you know, um, so yep. that's yeah. really cool, man. I had, I had another question too. Like you're, you're obviously you're pitching, but uh, you know, you didn't always pitch. And as you say, you can rake. Have you ever like, what keeps you pitching? What is it that you love so much about pitching versus, maybe trying to play an outfield spot and earn a spot there? Uh, well, since my freshman year of high school, uh, at my school, if you pitch, you do not hit. So you're a PO from, uh, from JV up. And my freshman year, I was playing on JV. So I was, I was a PO and uh, it's kind of stuck since. So, ah, okay. So I you mean, just didn't get I, the opportunity to build. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell my coach now though, that I rake, I'm our I'm our number one fungo hitter. Uh, nice. We, so the <laughs> yeah the pitchers the pitchers have to set up pregame BP. So we get the you know the screens the the uh, the turtle and all the all the uh, the tarps down and stuff. So uh, while the hitters are still in the cages, we'll mess around sometimes and you know throw each other a couple balls. So I grabbed a bat 
And, uh, and I put one out and my, my coach looked at me. He was like, did you put one out? I said, yeah, coach, I told you I break. And he said, no, you didn't. I said, well, now you know I break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And maybe you'll get a chance to pinch hit. I mean, it's funny that they separate you out and don't let you hit. And then at the major league level, there's actually, you know, every single national league pitcher job, especially the starters, you know, that's 15 teams with staffs of 13 yeah. guys. It's hundreds of jobs where you might have to hit. We're, and the starters yeah. definitely have to hit. And they just don't even, they're like, eh, we'll just throw him up there in front of 40,000 people, even though he hasn't done it since freshman year of high school. Well, and yeah, all these people who say, oh, well, pitchers can't hit. Well, the biggest issue is what you just said. You're a freshman in high school. You don't have any authority or a leverage to tell your coach, no, coach, I want to pitch and hit. You, you yeah. know, you, you can't say that when you're 14 years old, yeah. 15 years old. So they take away the opportunity for you even to, to build that up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'd hate to do it to us because this is also fascinating, but th this is technically a Dodgers preview, and I asked you to come on it because to, for your special yeah. Los Angeles Dodgers insight being out there, although you told me that you really can't really see the games because you're blacked out. Yeah, they're all blacked out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, blacked out. MLB, Last baby. Yeah, you gotta love how well run. Uh, what a well oiled machine MLB runs as. Like, all your, yeah. you know, what a way to grow the game. Just don't oh, let yeah. people see it. You know, yep. um, Ian Happ was bitching on his podcast. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that one. He's got a podcast called The Compound, which he does with a couple minor league guys, and uh, he was so mad because that where the Cubs opened with Pittsburgh, and because his mom lives in Columbus, Ohio which is nowhere near Pittsburgh, by the way, but it's somehow Pittsburgh yeah. territory. So his Ian Happ's poor mom could not watch the game because they were playing oh Pittsburgh. He's like, what is going on? He's like, I understand if they're in Chicago and you got to buy the package and stuff, but like there was no way for her to watch at all. Like there just was no way to yeah. do it. But yeah. um, so Dodgers are off to a pretty good start, although they're behind the Giants, surprisingly, to start. I mean, we're a month into the season, so it's not nothing. I know April numbers can still be skewed, yeah. but they're 16 and 11. And unlike the Cubs, I mean, who won the World Series in 2016 and then decided to kind of like descend into the <laughs> muck that is the last place in this moment, the Dodgers, they win the World Series. Then they go out and sign the NL Cy Young Award winner, Trevor yep. Bauer, and decide to get better. So that's yeah. pretty impressive. Although they are three and ten in their last ten, they, uh, according to some metrics, they have a ninety nine point nine percent chance to make the postseason, despite being in second place right now. Forty one percent chance to win the World Series. Um, but they just lost two or three to Cincinnati at home, and they've lost the first two to Milwaukee in Milwaukee on their way to Chicago. So, what are you seeing out of the Dodgers? It's little. They're, I mean, you know, sixteen and eleven. That's that's fine, but um, yeah. It, I mean, it, yeah, I think it's just kind of. Uh, I mean, if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick the Dodgers, but. I mean, it's. I think it was just kind of a little bit of a letdown after uh, after the big San Diego series, and especially especially losing three in the way that last game went with blowing. I think it was like a seven one lead in the eighth. Um, 
But I mean, the, I don't think the Bellinger injury is really that big of an issue. Uh, I personally don't think he's that good. He had one incredible hot streak, like one of the best, one of the best two month stretches ever. And then outside of that, he's 230, 240 career hitter, basically. And he'll get you 30 to 40 bombs, play above average defense. But I, I don't think he's, a, I don't think he's an MVP caliber player. So I don't think that's really too big of a loss, but the bullpen has been, uh, has been a big issue without, uh, I mean, Joe Kelly's been hurt. Canable's hurt. Uh, Bruzdar has been a little, I don't know, iffy. So yeah, he's, he's hurt too. They put him on the 10 day on April 29th, Bruzdar Gratterall. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Gratterall. Um, Tony mm-hmm. Gonsolin, uh, a starting pitcher is on the 10 day, but he doesn't start all the time. Right. He's no, not a he's, regular he's been rotation. The, he's been in the bullpen. They, uh, they gave the fifth spot to Dustin May. So he, okay. and, uh, Gonsolin and price have been in the pen. Well, it's such a deep team that like some of these injuries, yeah. like Joe Kelly goes on the IL and you still have a, a decent five to throw out there. Um, and then David Price is on the uh, IL as well right now. And he was, it, he's on the right hamstring strain. So I don't know. Is that a, a is that a, a bad hamstring strain or like, do you know if he's coming back too? you just, no, I don't know any, I don't know any specifics for that one. Okay. So, I mean, the Dodgers are a little banged up, which might, I'm wondering if that has something to do with the three and seven recently, but you, you attribute it more to just getting beat up in that Padres series. And the NL West is no yeah. joke right now. I mean, they got a couple joke teams. Like well, the except for the, except for the Rockies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you can all beat up on I the mean, Rockies. Yeah, but- Padres are such improved, uh, such an improved ball club this year, and they are looking like they're about to arrive. Is that the big rivalry now? Like, not the Giants, you think? No, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, Dodger fans try and say that it's not a rivalry because the Padres aren't good enough, but it, it absolutely is, yeah. I mean, the Dodger, I, I can't stand it when Dodger fans say that they only beat us because we were hurt. Well, the Padres are without Mike Clevenger too. Clevenger's hurt. Lamette just came back. I mean, like you can't you can't say well, they don't have injuries. Like, what's they, up? They happen to have a pretty good backup catcher there. So, yeah, to, well, to yeah I mean, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, even then, Austin Nola's hurt too, right? So yeah. you, you can't you can't you, Dodger fans can't blame it on not having Cody Bellinger. Like that's. Uh, grinds my gears when they say that. Yeah. Well, it, not only that, but it's it's a deep team overall. I think you know they've yeah. they've they've retained uh, the services of Justin Turner, and um, I was going to put up here's the um, here's the Dodgers hitting. It's kind of small, but I don't know if you can see it there. Um, you know, you got a couple. Justin Turner is like back, just back raking again. He's got OPS of uh, over a thousand. And then you got a bunch of guys over eight months. He's still hitting. Chris Taylor's hitting. Um, Will Smith is hitting. Mm-hmm. But uh, when you but Bellinger, you know, I mean, he's you know, granted he's hurt, but uh, you know, he wasn't really hitting anyway. It's like you were kind of saying. Yeah. Um, Seager's kind of hanging around there. Is that you know he's got eight hundred OPS. Uh, but um, you know, overall, you got a, a lot of just kind of. Uh, Dude sitting around. I mean, I always say 800 OPS is like if you're sitting around 800, you're pretty good. If you're above that, you're now getting into great. 
territory. It's kind of like my, my where I'd put it. Um, it's rule of thumb, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you got a deep team. You got a lot of guys contributing, and 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 you know the Dodgers farm is always excellent as far as them developing yeah. pitchers more than hitters, I think. But you know, I think they're a little bit more known for that. But um, yeah, I mean the the offense has been good, and I'll give you some comparative stats for it. Is that the Dodgers OPS is uh, seven thirty eight overall, and nobody's hitting this year, but that's still like forty points higher than the Cubs. Uh, who are pretty or are average this year? Um, both teams are hitting home runs, uh, but the Cubs have hit one more. But the Dodgers walk more than any team in baseball, so like they're just sitting up. If they don't get their pitch, uh, then they uh, will take it, and you will walk at them, walk them, and then they'll hit a home run with two guys on. Yeah, and then um, the Dodgers uh, they do strike out because they're swinging for it and selling out. Yep. They don't steal bases, and ultimately they've only scored 13 more runs than the Cubs have this year, but they have nearly opposite records, and so then you get it's all about the pitching. But I have to – because the Cubs are just giving up way more runs than they're scoring. But um, let me ask you this. I heard somebody say the other day that pitchers don't care if they walk a guy anymore, that it they would rather walk him than give them something to hit in a bad place because they'll do bad things with it. Do you feel that way? And would, would you rather paint the corners and walk the guy uh, or get him to swing at garbage? Or, I mean, what do you think about it? So, so that's, yeah, it's a pretty interesting question because I think it totally depends on the situation. Um I, I never want to let a guy on base at all, right? So every – but I also don't want to give him something good to hit. So it's – I have to make sure my catchers know, like, I want them set up. So if I if I dot their glove, half of the ball is on the black and half of the ball is off the plate, and I'm going to get that call. So, like – and, you know, a good, good uh, amount of the time, I'll do that. So I'm trying to – absolutely dot the corner every pitch but that doesn't mean that i'm pitching around him i mean it also doesn't mean i i don't want to give him something to hit um so i'm gonna make my best pitch every single pitch regardless of the count right whatever i'm trying to do i'm gonna do that to the best of my ability and then as soon as it leaves my hand there's nothing i can do about it right so if i'm you know 3-0 and i'm throwing a slider to the to uh i mean Mookie bets with uh, with the guys on second and third and a base open. I'm still going to throw the best slider I possibly can, right? Maybe that's maybe I'm trying to throw it two inches below the zone, and I try and get that call. If that's you know that's what it is, I'm going to do that, and whatever happens happens. If I walk him, so be it. So the old adage, like uh, you know, a hitter's count sort of thing, where like you were saying, you're three zero you're going to put one over the plate just to get a strike. Like that's. You wouldn't do that. You'd throw the slider. You wouldn't do that anymore is what you're saying. If, if I'm, I've, I've gotten, I've gotten beat too many times with that. Um, Three Oh, like both walks and hits three Oh, if I'm trying, if I'm down in the count three Oh, and I, I kind of just try and throw one over the plate to get one in there. Most of the time it's not, it's, it's kind of for myself. If my target is the zone and I miss, then it's a ball. If my target's this one dot on the corner and I miss, maybe it's two inches over, but it's still in the, you know, outer third of the plate. 
or you know uh you know the, the right quadrant um so you know aim small miss small but okay the reason a, that's, that's kind of yeah it's interesting to me because i feel like and i've been saying this for years on this show is that I feel like there's some sort of philosophy that the Cubs have about walks and about not giving the meatball or not necessarily a meatball, like, but it, you know, yeah. a pitch to hit and, you know, don't let him hit it. Strike out walk. We, we, that's what we want. One of those two outcomes. And the thing that I'm, because Cubs are consistently leading the major leagues in walks. So there's got to be something mm-hmm. system wide that they're like, always paint, always paint that, that like, as you said, dot the corner. We, we never throw it two inches below the zone, throw it up in his eyes, like, you know, give him pitch backwards, do these things in order to not give in. But then you end up, you know, with the, the most walks in baseball. And it's frustrating because if, if you're never given – Dodgers have the fifth least walks. So, like, that's huge. If you're not – you can't just do that because you can't just yeah. put a bunch of dudes on base all game long and expect that eventually that they're just not going to score. You're always going to get a double play, and you're, you know, because yeah. that's hard well, to, to negotiate. Yeah, what you're saying, though, Danny, with this year, obviously, we've given up the most walks. And with, with the rotation that we have, you – kind of understand where they're at. What was really frustrating, I think, was last year when you had a guy like you, Darvish, who has all the stuff in the world, never seemed to challenge anybody. Uh, so, Jared, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Like a guy like a you, Darvish, who is, you know, obviously he's got whatever he had, 2,700 pitches, I think is mm. the last count. So, uh, you know, he was never – even he wasn't challenging. So, I mean, what do you think about yeah. that? Guys like uh, a Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, guys who can, you know, really spin it and move it around and do different stuff, not challenging a batter. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action as the MLB, NBA, and NHL are in full swing. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sports news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Bet Online. Your online sportsbook experts. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Kansas City Stakes. You work hard and you play hard, so treat yourself and stock up for the summer barbecues with Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. SD. Those are letters. SD. From classic cut steaks to USDA Prime to American style Kobe, hard to find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything you need to fire up the grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals from Kansas City Steaks. 
Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City Strips juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with code SD at checkout. That's KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD, KansasCitySteaks.com, code SD. 10% off, free shipping. Back to the show. Yeah. So the the example I gave about the three O slider was just like if there's a base open and we're we're pitching around a guy, you know, so to speak. Um, that doesn't mean just throw a ball, right? And and there's it's it's kind of hard to explain because you you really have to uh, like kind of be living it. Like if that makes sense, there's there's a huge difference between like just making your best pitch every time and sort of pitching around the guy or, uh, you know, like just not giving him something to hit. So even if it's, even if it's three Oh, and you're throwing a fastball, you just can't, you just can't be thinking, let me just throw one in there. You still have to make your best pitch because if you're just trying to throw one in there, you're, and you get beat, you're going to go, but you're going to ask that. You're going to say, man, like I gave up a double just trying to throw one in there. Why didn't I just, you know, why didn't I just trust myself, right? If you if you actually put in the work and, and done everything you can, then go out there and leave it all on the field, right? Make your best pitch and trust yourself. So that means even if it's a 3-0 fastball and you're trying to throw it down the middle, don't just throw it down the middle. Like, you better throw it down the middle. It, like, does that make sense? Yeah, right. it, it needs to be doing something on the way there. It you're not just going to throw a straight ball. And they need to think that just, maybe it's going to be something else. Yeah, like every trickery to it. Yeah, you can't take any pitches off because the one pitch, if you're throwing, if you're throwing a gem and you take one pitch off, that's the pitch you're going to get beat on. Right. So even if you if you're you know three zero and you're trying to throw outer third, then make your best pitch to the outer third. Don't just toss it in there outer third. Like you you got to you got to attack that and go at it. So I think that that may be kind of a uh, something that's that could be prevalent. I don't know. Well, and the Dodgers have always been a great team as far as develop not only developing pitchers but also I think scouting pitchers and and signing good ones because like I look at their team ERA and once again it's two ninety eight fourth best in baseball compared to the Cubs fourth worst in baseball four eighty nine the relievers are eh, everybody's bullpen stinks though right I mean everybody's bullpen has its days yeah. there's not a lot of lights out bullpens out there anymore. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, where they're going to be like, all right, seven, eight, nine, these are my guys. There's a lot of mixing and matching that happens, um, probably yeah. because of advanced metrics. Um, but the Cubs are giving up a shit ton of homers, which, it, you know, if you're walking a lot of guys and then giving up homers, like yeah. that's not going to be not good. A good not a good combo. Yeah. And so, like, you know, I look at our offensive stats and they're really not that different between the Dodgers and the Cubs. And then you look at the pitching stats and you see some real discrepancies as far as even one month of numbers goes. And, um, you know, and the strikeouts, Dodgers third and striking dudes out. So, like, they just have lots of guys that could toss it up there. And we're unfortunately facing all of them. Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, 
Trevor Bauer. Yep, They're all Bauer. coming to Wrigley. Yeah, and I think that's who – and then Kenley Jansen seems to have found it again. Um, yep. I want to put up the, the bullpen again here. Um, it, you, we said uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall is hurt, which really sucks for the Cubs because he's got an ERA of 20. So no, I'm kidding. He only yeah. pitched in like one game, but um, and Canable's hurt, who we've seen a lot of from when he was a Brewer. But mm-hmm. um, you know this this is the bullpen, uh, and Kenley Jansen's back to closing. Uh, what names in here that maybe we don't know about? Like because I don't, and we know Jimmy Nelson from his time as the Brewers. He was a starter at the time. Mm-hmm. But any names in this uh, Dodgers bullpen that are interesting that we don't know? Like I don't know Mitch White or Scott Ale- I don't Scott Alexander. I don't yeah. know any of these guys. Who's your favorite uh, so of these with- dudes? Oh, my favorite uh, Blake Trinan, no doubt, no doubt that that guy is ridiculous. Um, I mean, two seam. It's I don't I don't know even know what he calls it. Two seam slash sinker, but it's ninety seven, ninety eight, and just wicked. And then he also throws a slider. It's just boom, opposite directions. They're both ninety plus fastball, high nineties. So he's he is. Uh, just disgusting. Yeah, fifteen strikeouts. Yeah, fifteen strikeouts in eleven point one innings. By the way, Jimmy Nelson also has fifteen strikeouts in eleven innings. But the one uh, stat I noticed that's a little interesting is that batters are hitting three nineteen off of Blake Trident. So they they are putting when they do put it in play, it can find some grass, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah, um, I mean. So honestly, I would probably I haven't checked it out. I I actually only did it for Hendricks, but I would go look and um, if it was me, I would check what his uh, what his BABIP is, batting average on balls in play, because yeah. probably uh, much lower. I, I think huh? that I think I think I could be inflated, which could lead to that pretty high average. Um, but like you said, also it could be because a good portion of the time, I mean, eleven point one innings. What is that? Thirty four outs, and then. 19 guys were either strikeout or walk. So that's, you know, that's a pretty good portion of, uh, of the time where ball isn't put in play. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just, there were a few names that I didn't really recognize there because they, they just keep developing them. And that's one thing yep. that the Cubs have really been uh, poor at doing. Um, so, uh, and as far as uh, defensively, you do have uh, more errors. The The Dodgers have more errors, five more, more on the year. Uh, but their defensive efficiency efficiency ratio is 28 points higher than the Cubs right now. So they're getting the outs regardless um, of of the errors. So it's hard to, to – I keep wondering, like, if, there, if somebody's ever going to make some, like, definitive defensive stat where we could tell if a guy's good <laughs> or not or if a team's yeah. good or not because it's it, there's too many um, – there's too many moving parts. So uh, on this show, we usually do a rakes, flakes, and throws and blows. So um, I was mm-hmm. wondering, I've I got a little graphic for it. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. So who's your raker on the, the, the best hitter on the Dodgers right now? Uh, so I have written down Corey Seager. That dude, yeah. I mean, he just flat out rakes. Uh, that, that, I mean, that's pretty much all there is to it. He started off on fire he's cooled off a little bit but uh i mean he's if i had to pick one guy that rakes it's it's seager i mean turner turner is also a close second but um yeah i, I would not want to see seager with the game on the line 
Uh, and then Mookie Betts is also off to a kind of a slower start uh, than, yeah. you, yep. than you maybe would have hoped. So uh, how about who's your flake? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? No, I do not. You you weren't even around <laughs> during the grunge days, yeah. Jared. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember when you were a sperm and an egg? Like, you know, because that's when grunge happened. I'm kidding. You were probably uh, a toddler. Yeah. What, what year were you born? 2001. Oh, yeah, grunge was pretty much. Oh, yeah, yeah grunge yeah. was dead. Yeah, yeah, grunge was dead. <laughs> we were already listening to Backstreet Boys by then. Yeah, gr- so, grunge, grunge was back to being, you know, a bathroom after three weeks having been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So who's your flaker? Who's the worst hitter on the Dodgers, would you say? Uh, overall worst, Austin Barnes. Um, that guy. That guy's in there defense only. He handles pitching staff fantastic. But he does not. Uh, I, I when I see him at the plate, it just looks like he's overpowered by every fastball. Yeah, well, he's would got you would six... you DH for Austin Barnes over the pitcher? Uh, <laughs> honestly, it depends. It depends what pitcher's hitting. Maybe <laughs> six forty six OPS. Uh, but hey, that's pretty good for if he was on the Cubs, though. He'd be one of our best players, actually. So <laughs> it's not terrible. Um, and then, um, see, let's let's try a little throws. Throw my hands to the Lord. Favorite favorite pitcher on the Dodgers. Uh, so I have three written down. We already talked about Blake Trinan, but uh, Trevor Bauer and Julio Rios. Rias has been just freaking lights out this year. Uh, I mean, he's I, – I thought he should have been the Dodgers' closer, actually, after watching the playoffs last year, and especially with what Kenley's shown the last year plus two years. Um, I thought Urias should have been the Dodgers' closer. But he's – I mean, he's gone deep in games this year. He has, you know, maintained his stuff throughout. Um, he's, he's been pretty impressive. And then, obviously, I mean, obviously Trevor Bauer um, – you guys know all about him from last year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, we faced him a couple times, and we're going to face him this week. And um, yep. I believe the Wednesday game. And um, yeah. there, they, there were two. We faced him twice last year. And once, and it was both against you, Darvish. W- both games were won 3-0 to zero in a shutout. And uh, one of them was won by Darvish, and the other one was won by Bauer. So uh, that was kind of like the battle of the Cy Young, they called it, you know, because it happened. Um, well, it was all towards the end of the year last yeah, year. Yeah, we, we feel like Darvish got robbed of the Cy Young. He should have gotten it over Bauer last year. What do you think about that? I wouldn't say robbed. I could I could see if you make a case for Darvish, but uh, I, I think I also think Bauer is pretty deserving. So I, I'm I'm not going to say one guy definitely would have won it, but you know you can probably make a case for both. Okay, now how about just put your lips together and blow. The worst pitcher. All I on have. <laughs> yeah, all, I mean, all I have is it's kind of a generalization, but this year not Kenley Jansen. Surprisingly, uh, I think for the past <laughs> three years it would have been Kenley Jansen. Without a doubt, um, but this year it's kind of the Dodgers bullpen as a whole. They've just been not great. The start—I mean, when you got a rotation, Kershaw, Bueller, Bauer, Dustin May, and Urias—it's—I mean, in, in an offense like the Dodgers have, obviously they haven't been hitting. Um, 
to what you know to what they've expected this year so far. But the the bullpen just has blown a couple games, and uh, that's the bullpen as a whole uh, is going to take us one. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, when you guys when you got guys that go eight. Uh, uh, yeah. seven or eight on the regs you don't really need much of a bullpen you just kind of piece that back end together and I, it's interesting because it's almost like old school baseball in a way because back you know now within this world of openers and you know d- yeah. people piecing together bullpen games and things like that you know it's it's interesting that the dodgers have taken a like no we want a guy that can throw 115 pitches and if need be as and and um we're seeing the Cubs right now suffer from not having, because even the dudes like who could go long, like Hendricks or uh, uh, Davies, yeah. they're not able to do it. They're getting knocked out of games after three, four innings. And so the bullpen, I can't tell if they suck or if they're just being overworked. And um, yeah. so you got to have Alec Mills come in like four innings twice a week. Twice a week, yeah. Oh, and it's terrible when you bring Alec Mills in to relieve yeah. uh, Hendricks in the second <laughs> inning. It's like, well, we had the guy that we want in there, and we just replaced him with Hendricks light. It's kind of yeah. scary. Yeah, so, you get the you get the sixty five mile an hour curveball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he did pitch a no hitter last year, though. Alec Mills did yeah. so. And so the weather, which is always an important factor at Wrigley Field, and maybe is to our advantage. I'm not sure. Tomorrow it's or Monday, I should say, it's going to be the game one, 71 degrees, 48 percent chance of, of rain. But by nighttime, it's going to drop. So I guess uh, day games in Chicago. I know it's a Monday, but they should be playing a day game. It's stupid that they aren't because it's going to be nice all day and then cold and rainy at night. And then it's going to be cold and rainy on Tuesday. And then they're going to try to play a baseball game somehow. 51 high on Tuesday, May 4th. May 5th, 54 still cold, but partly sunny. It's not going to rain anymore. So it's going to be chilly for the Dodgers. And I think advantage Cubs when it comes to that stuff, you know, just because our guys are a little bit more used to it. Um than you than any team from the NL West who's either playing in a dome or well maybe the Giants it gets cold there I guess uh, up, yeah. up near the bay but hey everybody if you're enjoying the Sunranto show why don't you become a Patreon patron at Patreon.com/Sunranto it's only a dollar a month and you get this show delivered right to your inbox along with other perks for as little as $1 a month. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's way better than the ads that you've been listening to on this podcast. Because guess what? There are no ads on the Patreon.com slash Sunranto thread and uh, your own RSS feed. So please go do it. It's only a buck. It's how we keep the lights on. Join the 104 other people who have decided to support us uh, we love them. We don't love you as much because you don't support us. So go do it. Three bucks a month. It's all you need to do to buy us each a beer a year. That's all you got to do. Three bucks a month. Pay all at once. Get it done with. You don't have to worry about it again. Five bucks, you get all the music. Ten bucks, you get a calendar and your name at the end credits. Just do it. And back to the show. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Um... I think that's an advantage, Cubs. All these games are at 640 Central Time. 
And the first one is going to be Walker Bueller uh, versus Kyle Hendricks. And here's Walker Bueller's stats. Uh, he's got a 316 ERA. His last, he's, this will be his sixth start. Last time he went out there, he got rocked um, by Cincinnati, gave up five runs, but he also struck out 10 in 6.1 innings. He's never gone less than six innings. One time he went seven. Uh, and that 10 was his highest strikeout total. But he won't walk. He's only got two walks on the year to 31 strikeouts. The dude's a beast. And I'm now shaking in my boots because Kyle Hendricks <laughs> is not that guy. Um, here's uh, what the Cubs do against Walker Bueller. It's not good. They've got 52 total at-bats, mostly Tony Wolters because he was over in the NL West, and he's uh, and uh, he's only batting 059. <laughs> so that's, that's terrible. Uh, he's one for 17, um, but he's the backup catcher, so he probably won't even play. Uh, nobody, uh, Javi Baez, though he's batting 143, uh, has seen him the most. He's got a home run off him, but the Cubs are batting 188 off of Walker Bueller, so... I think a lot of teams are probably batting 188 off of Walker Bueller. Um, tell me about yep. him. Uh, so he's he's one of those guys that is going to attack you. No matter what the count, uh, he's, he's going to come at you. You know, mid to high 90s fastball. Uh, disgusting slider curveball combo. So it's... It, he, you're not going to see many walks with him. You're going to see him attacking hitters, and if the Cubs aren't hitting, it'll probably be a long day but uh oh they won't I, hit. oh I've it'll been, be a long day yeah <laughs> can, I, honestly, or maybe it'll be a short day i guess there's a it, yeah it might only be two hours long um the here's uh, the thing is is i'm i'm predicting three no hitters in a row by the dodgers first time in major league baseball history like just the cubs do not hit get a hit for yeah. three straight games is kind of where we're at um, well, that's scary. Kyle Hendricks is going to go out there for the Cubs, and he's had a rough start. He's given up seven runs twice, uh, f- went four innings and three point two innings in those seven runs. But the other two times, the other three times, you uh, well, two times he was okay, and the other time he didn't really pitch that much. He was out of there after thirty because it was cold. And um, anyway, it's been bad for him. He's got a seven fifty four earned run average, and last time he went out there, one of the worst starts of his career, g- giving up seven three home runs. Um, he gave up four home runs against Atlanta. He's given up seven home runs against Atlanta. Yeah. That's just like, mean, how do you in two games? Like, wow, that's, that's, wow. that's well, that's luckily we brutal. don't play Atlanta again this year. <laughs> yeah, thank so, God we're not in the Hendricks won't see him again. And if we see them in the playoffs somehow, uh, I would just, I would leave him off the roster for that series. And, and here's what the Dodgers do. Uh, Justin Turner kicks his ass. He's got two dongs. He's batting 364. And he's seen him by far the most. But Mac Muncy's got a dong. A.J. Pollock. Is, is A.J. Pollock playing these days? Uh, he's kind of just a fourth outfielder-ish. Yeah. Not not necessarily every day. but Yeah, nobody else has really seen him much. In fact, like I was kind of surprised how little the Dodgers had seen Hendricks. Uh, I guess they only play – you know, a couple times a year, but you know, well, they got rid of all the, they got rid of the entire team that saw him back in game six, 2016. Yeah, that's true. So um, (laughs) I I gotta, I gotta bring up something positive. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you real quick. The the Hendricks, like Mills, these guys that throw 89, the finesse pitchers that you kind of model yourself after, 
Uh, we kind of always make the joke that slow is the new fast on the Cubs. It doesn't seem to be playing yeah. this year very well for us. Yeah. But it is is that kind of a mindset that you could have, like that it's more about the finesse and the placement of the pitches than um, the dialing up, or is you know, or is Hendricks' days numbered because he doesn't have a a, a blow you away fastball? I mean, he's he's proven over the past what five years that he knows how to pitch, he knows how to get guys out. I mean, we've seen that. We've know we know that regular season in the playoffs. Um, so I was, a, I've actually been really surprised at how bad he's been to start the year. So I went, I mean, league average BABIP is usually 280, 300-ish. Um, his is 328 right now. So, you know, it's a little high. You might expect that to come down. But his hard hit rate is, uh, I think, 10 percentage points higher than it's been any other time in his career. So yeah. that was... I As mean, I that, said, stepping home probably, runs. Yeah. Well, he, I believe he, he's a little concerned that he might be tipping his pitches. He's looking at mm-hmm. video trying to figure that out. Yeah, and I know his, okay. it, and it, you, it's weird to say his velocity is down, but I know there was a little concern that he wasn't touching the 90 that he can touch, 90-91 that he can do and he was he's like sitting mostly 89 so when he wants to dial it up it's not getting dialed and when you're trying to be a finesse pitcher i think it's difficult to not have that work for you because you need to you need to be able to challenge a guy to, with a fastball to have your secondary stuff work don't you you can't just throw change-ups all game can you sometimes uh i mean honestly <laughs> yeah if, if you if you have i mean I guess it doesn't it doesn't really have the same effect if the Cubs if all of the Cubs guys throw slow, but um, I mean, like who That's I don't know. Issue, I right? think the Dodgers. Yeah, the Dodgers just faced uh, I think Tyler Molly, or no, they're playing the Brewers right now. Who did they Who did they get this week? You guys know who pitched for Milwaukee? I I don't. Was it? Um, uh, uh, I don't know if this? they got Burns or Woodruff. Uh, Burns I, is on the IL for COVID. Oh, he is. I think so. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now too. Yeah, uh, so um, let me see. So if you're Woodruff wondering which today, one, yeah, Woodruff is, and then Woodruff TBD tomorrow. I think good. Yeah, TBD tomorrow is where Burns would have been. It's Woodruff Burns mm-hmm. is one and two. How it how yep. it's set up to begin the year. So you lost a bullpen game to Milwaukee. I mean that's that's the Craig Council special too. You know he loves to like throw like three failed starters in there, and just like get a Fred game. Suter. Out of them. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, you faced Peralta, who kind of carved you up too. Uh, six innings pitched, one hit, one run, and it was a home run. So six innings pitched, and all he could, and he struck out seven. So and and that dude's kind of you know he's Peralta's a, coming on this year. He's, yeah, he's coming yeah. on. They've got a good team. I, you know, I think a lot of people are pick, are picking them. So let's go with like let's talk a little bit about Clayton Kershaw. I mean, I, granted, this guy's you know been around forever. Uh, he's still doing it though. I mean, he's got an ERA at two oh nine. He's struck out thirty nine in thirty eight innings, which is maybe a little down, but it's still really good. It, um, uh, but he's still not walking, guys. Thirty-nine strikeouts to five uh, to five walks. So, and he's still going out there for ninety. His top was ninety-eight pitches in the game, but you know he gives you ninety, ninety-one. He'll go seven innings. He's very efficient. I mean, that's ninety pitches, seven innings. That's so efficient, you know. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. he's, his tie is struck. He struck out eight three times, and he's done it three times. I mean, the dude's still a beast. How old is he? He's got to be in his mid thirties, thirties, mid to late thirties. Yeah. Jared, tell the truth. Did you ever try to do the double pump leg kick when you were pitching? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've definitely, when I was, yeah, when I was like eighth grade freshman, uh, freshman in high school, I, I tried it out a little bit. Yeah. You were trying I mean, to get that, that double kick in there. It's hard yeah. to stand on your, on your back leg that long, right? Uh, so when I was trying it, uh, when I like try new things and try and kind of do what I, what I see other guys doing, um, it's not as, it's not like as easy as just kind of doing it. I, I might feel like I'm doing something way different and maybe in reality, it's only like you, you won't, you wouldn't even notice if I, if I did something because it's, I mean, I, you know, throw with the same, with the same mechanics thousands of times a month and you know tens of thousands of times a year and then when i deviate even a little bit it feels way different to me but it you know it may not look different to you so i oh like, like your, though, your toe your toe wiggles a little bit and to you you just maybe did yeah, a rock that kick <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that's funny I, like you can't even if you want to change it you're you've you've trained your body in such a way that yeah. you almost can't it's technique, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you got to stick to, and that's what saves you too. Like it saves your body. I know. Like I'm a singer. If I don't warm up and properly sing, you know, to even yeah. get myself into a, pl- a a position where I can succeed with hitting notes and stuff like that, because yeah. it's just a physical activity. And if you don't have that repetition to fall back on in weird situations, you can honestly hurt yourself. Like. Yeah. singers end up with nodules on their cords dudes end up doing things wrong going too far and well joe get- kelly had nodules in his shoulder apparently he did yeah he just had he he he's been on the il for a while and he was saying that he had uh like like big cysts in his shoulder taken oh jesus so here's what the Cubs do against Kershaw. Uh, Matt Duffy has seen him the most. By the way, he's our new best player. So that that, that tells you what's going oh. on with the Cubs right now. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> Matt Duffy is the best guy we have. Um, and he's he's seen him the most. 28 plate appearances, but he's only batting 214 with a dong. Rizzo and Bryant like hitting off of Kershaw. Rizzo has uh, has uh, two dongs. Brian has two dogs. They're both uh, have OPSs in the stratosphere, well over a thousand. Javi likes hitting off of him. Contreras likes hitting off of him. I mean, this if we're going to take one, I think it's this. We're pretty familiar with Clayton Kershaw, and we like and we like it. We like what Kershaw gives us. So uh, we might be Kershaw's the only team he's bad against. He's a. Uh... I mean, I don't know if, it, if he's still bad, but I remember he could never beat the Cardinals in the playoffs. That dude, that was when he was Cy Young MVP every year. He would give up six, seven runs in a couple innings the Cardinals. I remember that was always his kind of uh, his, his kryptonite. Yeah, which sucks for us even worse. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather yeah. the Cardinals lose than the Cubs win, and that's just how that works. Um, yeah. Uh, and oh, that's terrible. Adbert Alzali, is uh, I don't know if you even know about this guy. Um, yeah. Really young, pretty new, mm-hmm. only been around a little bit for the Cubs, and they're just kind of like getting his feet wet. Um, you know, he's doing doing mm-hmm. okay. 
uh, for a young dude. He gave up. He looked really good last time against Atlanta um, in the only game that the Cubs won in that series and um, went six innings pitched, only gave up four hits, and he struck out six. So what do you know about Alzali? I mean, we've been seeing him, but um, is there a word on the street about this guy? Super talented. Uh, I mean, and it's, it seems like the Cubs, I don't know exactly how old he is, but it seems like the Cubs are doing what a lot of teams do with uh, with the young guys when they bring them up and just kind of basically, like like you were saying, ease them into it, um, you know, pull them out for 60, 70 pitches. Uh, I would be surprised if at any time this year he gets over 100. I'd say probably max 90-ish, um, kind of on a uh, version of, you know, remember what the Nationals did with Strasburg and shutting him down. Teams kind of do that now, but just limit their pitch counts every every start. So, I mean, you won't see him go more than five, six innings. And and then uh, that's game two, and that's the one I think we win. I mean, I think that's the one we have a chance in. Even though on paper, you would never take Alzali over Kershaw like that. Like you would yeah. that betting line might be good for somebody, is what I'm saying. If you, if you want to get into the gambling yeah. aspect of things, I don't gamble, but that would be the one I pick. And then uh, Trevor Bauer is going to go out with there, which we're very familiar with. He was great last time. He went the longest he's gone, eight innings pitched at Milwaukee, and he gave up uh, two runs, but he but they lost the game. And they struck out 10 twice. Um, and he's, you know, we just know he's a hell of a pitcher. He struck out nine twice and got a lot of tricks up his sleeve. And the Cubs, they don't do very well against him, except for when he's pitching in the World Series. And so uh, that's 157 batting average the Cubs have against in 118 plate appearances. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, once again, the only one that can do anything against them. He's got two home runs and a 375 batting average, and everybody – and Chris Bryant is okay. Um, he's batting 286, but everybody else sucks ass against him. Jason Hayward should not play in this baseball game. He's one for 16. And uh, Baez sucks against him. So, uh, well, I, I, I think it's pretty, you know, that's going to happen because Chris Bryant is apparently the new right fielder. We don't see Hayward anymore. Yeah. Well, he can't. I mean, yeah, he's back to his old ways of sucking at baseball. And then, <laughs> so, and so Trevor Bauer, I mean, you got to be loving seeing that. I mean, you know, it's amazing to me. You win the World Series, and then instead of like standing pat and being like, hey, we'll throw that out there again, should be good enough. No, they just go get the Cy Young Award winner, Trevor Bauer, and now he's spinning baseballs up there. Uh, was yeah, when, when are the Dodgers going to do their their uh, sell-off and tank for four years? I, I you know, It Never. seems like they just keep playing and keep going to World Series until they win one. So let me yeah. ask you, was, I mean, was, you know, was, was he cheating? You know, there's a lot of uh, stuff, foreign substance on the ball, sticky tacky, whatever the hell he's doing. Yeah. And then, you know, spin increases in his spin rate, which, uh, you know, by uh, however much that he did, a couple hundred RPMs or I don't know how much he did. But um, it, what's the word on that? Any ideas? Um, yeah. So I can I can almost guarantee you uh, he was doing that. I, I wouldn't call it <laughs> cheating, though. I okay. mean – if you, well, if you uh, went and, a pitcher <laughs> wouldn't call it cheating. Well, okay. If if you went <laughs> if you went to the Cubs right and you I don't know if you went and checked every one of their gloves and their hats and everything. If, if you watch a game on TV and you see the guy, you get the little yeah. shot of underneath his hat. 
right? You see, all, like, it's like a little shiny. You're like, oh, what is that? Yeah. Well, that's exactly what it is. Everybody, like, that's it's not a secret. Every pitcher, I guarantee you, if you go through that major leagues, I'd say 80, 90% of pitchers do, you know, have some kind of foreign substance. Um, so, like, to, to pin it on Bauer and say, like, oh, he's cheating and just kind of ignore that every pitcher does the exact same thing, it's, it's stupid. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you well, really I mean, wanted to, you could go through the way and that, find every pitcher. Yeah, with the way the pitchers are starting to dominate, it feels like that might be the place that they try to draw some lines now because, you know, uh, hitting is down in across major leagues and stuff this year being one of the worst, you know. Yeah. Well, and they deadened the ball. Like, not only the pitchers were already dominating, and then they deadened the ball, and, and they're just always fucking with it to try to get it, you know, to the perfect game. But uh, but instead, we have runner on second <laughs> in extra innings, like cloud yeah. ball bullshit, you know. Yeah. Um, so. So uh, that's interesting that you put that, that you put it that way. I would be interested in, in the Cubs using more foreign substances in that. In, <laughs> there you go. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if that's the situation, then I, I think we need to get on that because it's the the new inefficiency. And then um, uh, Jake Jake Arrieta is going to go out there. Uh, this is kind of an old fashioned uh, 2016 matchup. Uh, Jake Arrieta versus uh, Trevor Bauer. Um, and here's what Jake got rocked last night. And uh, against Cincinnati, gave up seven runs. But that was his only bad outing. Everything else has been pretty much what you'd expect out of uh, Jake Arrieta, who's that you know who's a little older and his velocity is a little down, but he's still hitting like ninety three and pitching smarter. Uh, he'll give you six innings, uh, probably tops at this point. So um, you know that's. That's that's your old pitcher blues hitting you, and the Dodgers have seen him a shit ton. Um, you know, overall, but only the older guys. Max Muncy is the only one that's really good off of him. Uh, got two home runs, and uh, Seager likes hitting off him. But that is a uh, he likes hitting off everybody. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he likes um, hitting. yeah. Are you a Jake Arrieta fan? Uh, I've had him on my fantasy team the past couple of years, so not exactly. Yeah, you don't you you don't like his mechanics, do you? That cross body sort of thing? No, I, I don't mind. I don't like when he when he walks the bases loaded and then gives up a grand slam and then gets pulled <laughs> after two innings. And my my ERA for my team is shot for the week. Right. Yeah, that's what I don't like. Yeah, he had a rough time of it with the Phillies uh, since coming yep. back to the Cubs. It's it's been good. I mean, I was yeah. kind of I was kind of waiting for that stinker that we got last night, you know, because I was like, you know, because we saw that from John Lester over the last bunch of years, the kind of slight deterioration yep. through uh, just age, I guess, is what it is. Now, meanwhile, Lester goes up there last night coming off of COVID protocols and <laughs> pitches six scoreless. Yeah. And, and Kyle Schwarber, who we didn't even offer a contract to, hits a damn walk-off home run. Yeah. Meanwhile, yep. we got Jack Peterson got who's on the IL <laughs> with a broken wrist, and uh, and Jake's giving up seven. It's just like, ugh, ugh. So that's just very cub of us. Um, what do you think of Jack Peterson? He was on the Dodgers for a while. Were you glad that the Dodgers cut bait with him? Uh, I mean, I think he was basically what the Dodgers always kind of used him as. He's, 
he could have been an everyday player, but you know what you're going to get out of him. He's, I mean, it may sound crazy, but I think he's kind of similar to Bellinger uh, on the offensive side, at least. Strike out a lot. Uh, he's going to hit low 200s. Bellinger probably hit 20, 30 points higher, but both of them will hit you 30, 35 homers if you give him a full season of, of at-bats. Uh, you know, Belly's a little little faster. He may steal you some bags, 10, 15 bags. But I, I think, honestly, they're kind of similar hitters. Um, and, I mean, I know Jock didn't get off to a great start, but tore it up in spring. And, you know, maybe he ends up still with 20, 25 bombs, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had hopes for it, but now uh, all our hopes for the entire season have been dashed in one short month of time as Cub fans. <laughs> like, you know, it's the only thing that yep. we can hang our hat on is that the Central is kind of is the weakest division uh, of the National League, maybe in baseball. Uh, it, actually, yep. probably in baseball, I would say that the NL Central is the weakest division. And so it'll it, that's our only chance at the playoffs is the fact that, you know, maybe the Brewers will somehow – fail <laughs> yeah except yeah. for we played half of the games we're gonna play against the brewers already and, and we, it did, didn't go and well. we went really badly and we've played the pirates eight million times and that's not going well either so you know it's going to be hard to dig out of those holes just in our division um yeah. one one thing before we get out of here though uh jared i we have to ask you um you you said earlier that you're not like a huge Dodgers fan anymore in the way that you once were. You're a fan of players, you're a fan yeah. of baseball and watching the game. But last year was obviously it was the first world championship of your life for the Dodgers. So what what was that like? Because you're already kind of moved on into that where you're not a huge Dodgers fan, but it had to come back to you a little bit, right? Not really. I was no? just, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually, I wanted the Rays to win. Oh no! Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Why? Yeah. Why did you want I, the Rays to win? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, all the all the guys I play with um, and have played with in high school, they're all you know from Southern California. So they're all Dodger fans. So all I hear all day is you know Dodgers, 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 Dodgers this, Dodgers that. And like you know, it's it's warranted, but I'm sometimes I'm like, guys, they're, they're not that good. Yeah, like, that you know, guys, guys try and tell me Cody Bellinger's legit. I'm like, no, he's not. You know, like stuff like that. You, you know, you just got to bring him back down to earth a little bit. So uh, that and and whenever whenever they say something, we just we just talk about how they lose in the World Series every year. So it would have uh, would have just added some fuel to that fire. Wow. See, now here I was thinking with, you know, two or three <laughs> World Series in a row, they weren't winning and they finally got one. And, you know, for you, it's the only one you've seen. I thought there was going to be this like tear filled, joyful thing. Yeah. But no, you were going for the Rays. Amazing. Yeah, that's that's uh, the only team that I'm like, like you guys are with the Cubs is uh, is the Eagles. I'm an Eagles fan. Okay. Oh, okay. Football. Well, well we definitely found the yep. perfect person to uh, preview Dodgers series with because I don't think I could really hang out with an actual yeah. Dodgers fan on this show. <laughs> because I, you know, yeah. they're they're a violent crew. You know, they're not nice people 
at all. So, I mean, it's, you know, thing, I was happy yeah. when Larry King died. I was like, good. Thank God. He's the, <laughs> he's the leader of those gags. That's- Larry King would walk around with a cane, and it wasn't because he had a limp. Yeah, it was to beat people down with it. You know, he really <laughs> he was a bad person. So, no, I, I, I kid the Dodgers. No, but they're, they are a violent. It's a, that's a tough place to be an opposing fan in, the, in that stadium. Like, yep. You do not want to be cheering for the other team. They will yeah. kill you. They, they will honestly yeah. kill you. It's similar, similar to Philly. Oh, yeah, it is. It really is. And I'm like, I love Philly fans. Yeah, I'm like, I thought, I mean, I really thought that like California would be nice. You got, you know, all the sun. It's always nice outside. You'd think it'd be nice. Yeah. But really, the nice people are where it's cold. So, um, just in case you you get stuck outside and you need somebody to like let you into their house, (laughs) you might die outside. So, um, well, thanks for coming. I know we took up way more time. I said, I was like, how long will it be? 45 minutes? It's an hour, 50 minutes. You so now you're going to be a third year freshman, uh, basically be, because you've uh, failed out of school. And it's all my fault because you didn't finish your projects that you were supposed to be doing today. <laughs> so, right. uh, but thanks. We'll definitely catch up with you later. Follow your career, and yep. and if you get more hype videos for yourself pitching, hit ninety one, ninety two. Like, please share them with us, and um, and we'll put them out on um, on social media on our channels or just Twitter. If you put them on Twitter. Hopefully yep. I'll see him and I'll retweet him. Get get you a bunch of Cubs fans to like you too. So, cool. right, well, let's get out of here because I was just bringing up Dodgers fans and fighting. Let's get out of here with a little no fighting in the bleachers. So, um, <laughs> as uh, Dave Kaplan would say, Spookog or go Cubs backwards. So, Spookog, y'all. And uh, <laughs> so you got to try to say go Dodgers backwards somehow, even though you don't like them. Uh. Let me, let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that is I, I, I guarantee the end of it is Og. Shred dog. Gog. Shred dog. dog. There it is. <laughs> there you go. Shred yeah. dog. Gog, gog. Shred dog. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There is no fighting in the bleachers. What? Celebrated so
phone away. My Ulysses is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Walk my guys. Guys, walk your phone away. You're a private property. You don't have permission to videotape anyone. No, put it away. No, you don't. You put it away or I can't. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. There's no fighting in the bleachers. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.